Hello and welcome to Doing the Work with Jay and Becca. Today we're going to get right back into the, our very first edition of our Jay and Becca books. We just hope we, there's a second one because, you know, I, I have big ideas I usually do once and then get bored. So <laughs> you never know what will happen. <laughs> but we're taking on the four agreements because, you know, the four agreements, as far as I'm concerned, if, you're, if you can, can really, you know, get into it. It is about the only book you need. <laughs> it's really, I say it all the time. And this, we're on chapter three. It's the second agreement. And we're on don't take anything personally. And as I read this, Becca, I, I was reminded of a bunch of stuff that jumped out at me when I first read it. Um, so. Oh, yeah. I mean, this was one of those reads where you went, Ugh. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crap. Well. Time I read this book, I was you know my niece gave me this book on our wedding for our wedding or, or so my niece gave me this book yeah uh, gave me this for our wedding in 2003 and that was the first time I read it so I wasn't where I am now where now I read it with completely different eyes back then when it was like if somebody comes up and you know shoots you in the head don't take it personally yeah <laughs> like, like what? what yeah really oh yeah and the other side of it of somebody says oh you're the most magical person in the whole world don't take right. it personally don't and take I'm it like, personally uh, <laughs> yeah okay. yeah. yeah so in the book you know what I like the first thing he starts out talking about is the poison right the the idea that taking things personally is essentially the poison of the agreement it says if someone gives you an opinion that says hey you look so fat don't take it personally because the truth is this person is dealing with their own feelings and beliefs and opinions same on either side Right. But it's like emotional garbage. He's <laughs> like, and now their garbage becomes your garbage because you just ate it when you took it personally. Like that. Yeah. And it's like the idea of when you, you know, if you, like you're poisoning yourself based on mm-hmm. somebody else's, you know, thought process. It, you don't need the, why are you, why are you letting them poison <clears throat> you? With you know, even right. if yeah, so ugh. it's so hard yeah. though. I mean, it's like we're so dependent from a very early age on other people's opinions. I was thinking about yeah. this when I was reading it, and even just as like little kids, how do we we cheer them on and we oh, you're so fantastic, you're so wonderful, you're so cute, you're so you know, it's like this constant praise to get them to do the things we want them to do, you know, like even basic, like feed themselves or walk or talk or whatever, you know, there's this constant level of feedback that we're given, we're Mm -hmm. given from the time we're born. And then it's part of the domestication is how he talks about it in the book. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. And thinking about it from that perspective, it's like, Jesus, you know, how do we escape that? Well, I think that's what, I mean, this particular agreement is one that is something that is about being conscious and practicing at a, at a level of consciousness. It's like you have to be checking in with yourself and understand when you take things personally. Mm-hmm. Because I think in the beginning, but as you start doing this kind of work, most people don't even realize that's what's happening. Right. Like something happened and they're upset. 
and they're just pissed or they're hurt or they're whatever and they don't realize that what has happened is they've taken something personally and so i think that this kind of agreement really is about consciousness it's like and getting to the point where you know oh i'm just taking that person's actions personally or I, that's all that's going on here and once you can say that out loud and know that that's what's going on there is a shift right mm -hmm. you've had that experience right where you've had that shift oh yeah oh hell right yeah. so there's a shift once you can say that out loud and just know that that's all that's happening if you can have it be that that's all that's happening there's a shift and the more times you can cause yourself to do that shift the more again it's all about neural patterns the, i mean it's all about the brain shifting right it's that but that becomes more of a norm like i don't take things personally like i used to and i don't have as much fear one of the things i want to I want to make sure we do not miss in this book that's so important as this part about fear because um, let me see because I want to I want to make sure that it's just see, I don't want it to feel like it comes out of the blue <sighs> he says when you if you live without fear if you love there's no place for any of these emotions if you don't feel any of these emotions it's logical that you'll feel good but you know the idea that it's the fear of, you know, that that's the truth, right? It's that, that's what's happening, is that there's some resonance. There's some fear that that's the truth is why we take it personally, is that's what he's talking about, right? right? right. And, and as someone who has, like, you know, been ongoing, transforming myself, I can tell you that there came a time about three years ago, probably now, um, when I was on a call with my coach, and I remember saying... I have gotten clear that I am afraid all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like there's never a time, there's not one moment in my life when I'm not afraid. <laughs> I have, and I finally got into a place where I could see that. Like I've really, I was able to release the veil or something. Like something happened that I was able to get. I'm always afraid. Right. Once I got, I was always afraid. Then I could instill love in it, and I could start being like, "Oh, that's the illusion. That's the," and not take. And so now I have this muscle where I don't take things personally. As I mean, not like anywhere near close to where I used to, but it's a muscle. So I mean, how do you do it? Is baby steps and being starting to be conscious of how you feel about things that happen, and being able to say to yourself, "All that's happening is." <laughs> I took this personally. This has nothing to do with me. Right. But that, again, we've always been trained, and this is what he's talking about, is humans have been trained that it's all about us. Yep. Yep. Exactly. We have been trained that we're so, it's all, everything's about me. So, of course, everything you're doing is about me. And so, I mean, down to why is road rage a thing? You know, because right. we think that people are driving because. Just to piss me just off. Just to piss me off. Right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, like... And that just to piss me off. That's how personally we take things. Yes, absolutely right. Yeah. And so it takes a muscle to be able to at least get beyond that level. Like, that's your bare, bare bones, like, yeah, road... I mean, you know... I mean, actually, a little beyond that, I don't know. But, you know, like, as you... It's like playing a video game. You get to new levels of it. Or you get to new layers where you can get more conscious and more conscious. I rarely get road rage anymore and for more than a second before i'm telling myself to simmer down and yeah get exactly and exactly and i'm like love that yeah. person and stop being silly right because for me when i'm 
angry about something on the road, it's a huge indicator for me usually that my blood sugar's off or that there's some something going on that I'm not dealing with. Like I need to, because I'm being pissed, I'm letting myself. Um, yeah. And, you know, not that I don't go around. Yesterday I let myself be pissed at the grocery store <clears throat> just like for probably a good solid three minutes. So, you know, walk around. Being like, God damn it, you fucking people get out of my way. <laughs> <laughs> why are you here? <laughs> God, why do you move so slow? For fuck's sake. I'm in a hurry. Can't you see this? Can't you see? <laughs> Don't you know you that see? this is all about me? All about me. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. So it happens. But, you know, it's a muscle. It's a muscle. It's a muscle. We keep practicing. And here's what I love. This book on page, um, when it says, don't take anything personally, this is fantastic. You know how we, I love to be able to categorize things as things humans do because then we don't have to take it personally. <laughs> and he says, don't take the, anything personally because by taking things personally, you set yourself up to suffer for nothing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> humans are addicted to suffering at different levels and to different degrees, and we support each other in maintaining these addictions. Yes, this is the line that I highlighted. Humans agree to help each other suffer. Yes. And I'm like, yes, yes, we do. We do. <laughs> yes, we do. And it's like we ask people, like, how are you? You know, we ask people, how are you? But we're really saying, like, how are you suffering today? Right. Like, tell how are you me... suffering today, and how may I indulge in it? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And how can I support your you suffering? Lay down some shat so I may roll it. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, but it's so true. I was like, "Yep," and I can like name multiple moments that it occurred in that day. You know, like, oh my god. Yeah. Why do we do this? Is it addiction? I, and I really appreciated him using that word. Yeah, yeah. And I think when you use that word, it doesn't help you not want to be able to do it anymore. Oh, hell yeah. Because it's, it's like... It's a pretty start. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to be addicted to suffering. I mean... <laughs> well, I mean, read the line after that, though, right? <laughs> Humans agree to help each other suffer. If you have the need to be abused, you will find it easy to be abused by others. Oh, yeah. Yep, you kind of Likewise, search it out. With something in you makes you abuse them. Yeah. Yeah. Please, you know, it's the it's the idea that, you know, and I think about it, when I'm really needing, you know, when I'm in a bad place, I want to go and fill up on more of it, you know? It's like I want to prove to myself, like, all of the things that are shitty about myself, uh, and I can let that happen really, really quickly. And in the age of social media, we also sort of put ourselves out there in a way where we're sort of asking for people to abuse us in that way too. So like, here's my opinion that is very personal and I believe in strongly. So I'm gonna put this out there and let everybody comment on it and like share their opinions on it. And when uh, yeah, but, you know, people get obsessive over them, and they fight back, and they are, you know, you're wrong, no, you're wrong, and you're an idiot because oh. you believe in this, and I just, I can't do it anymore. Like, I, I can't participate in that, and I finally realized when I was rereading this part of the book, I was like, that's why, because I yeah. am no it's longer to take it personally. Yeah, wanting to take it personally. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. That's, that's why, why I never read, like, especially if I do trans stuff, because, I mean, this is where it's interesting. Like, people always always are, seem to be shocked that people are violent to trans people and to mm-hmm. and to LGBTQ people. Mm-hmm. Some of the, I mean, oh my God, some of the things that people say to us and, to, and when we put stuff out there. I mean, I just had a young woman who has a young trans kid um, who literally people you know, wrote to her that they would, if they had their way, they would, they would draw and quarter her child and make sure she never gave birth to another freak again. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. You make it you want to just right. vomit. Right. Yeah. Yep. Right. But you can't take that personally. <laughs> right. You can't take that personally. That person is so far out of their light. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I mean, and these are people who are probably purporting it through, being a good and holy human being and maybe but i mean that's the sad part is like there's no, if we can come at them with no judgment if we can just come at not taking any of that personally that's all just from them it's all just their whatever their sadness their light whatever their negativity their i don't know what it is but i don't need to get in yeah like i don't need <laughs> I to don't yeah need i don't even need to figure out why they do that it it's their deal i told this one. i said don't, don't ever read those things no no don't read those things. they will scare you mm-hmm they will traumatize you. They will freak your brain out. Yep. So I you're ever hijacked, read. and you're hijacked on a level that you can't even. I've even had people come up to me and be like, "Have you seen some of the horrible responses to the Lawrence Journal World article that oh, you yeah. were in?" And I'm like, "No, I haven't. Thank you." Yeah, no, mm-mm. please don't tell <laughs> me. To. I don't need to share. But I don't need yeah. to know. But what I finally realized I was I'd be hijacked at such a level that I, but it was also a hijack that I couldn't um, clear up. Like I couldn't get, because I'm not in front of this human being, I'm, and so I'm creating all sorts of stories around it too, and developing like all sorts of opinions on who that human being really is based on a comment that they made and because they didn't agree with me, you know, like, okay, well, what, how much less, you know, time do I need to be spending on that? I, that's zero Zero time right. do I need to be spending on that. And that's the thing where it's, that's the, the uh, you know, in our work, the balance of bringing in integrity of, like, you being in integrity so much with yourself and, you know, having a commitment to yourself that you're not going to put yourself in situations like that because all it's going to do is F you yep. up. Yep. There's just nothing good about that. And I know it. And I know it. Yeah. And when I put myself out there, then I just let it, you know, I'm putting something out and I let it go to the universe and I don't go back to look at it and see what somebody says. And some people will say, Oh, did you see what I posted on your article or whatever? And I'm like, Nope, <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't really go. I'm... Unless I need it for a testimonial. I'm not going to go back. Yeah, to exactly. Like, <laughs> I can have my people go read it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just nice. Somebody else go read so, it and let me know if I need to pay yeah, attention. Yeah. yeah. So one of the things he says in the book, then the next page is when you make it a strong habit. See, here's we go. When you make it a strong habit, it has to be a habit not to take anything personally. You avoid many upsets in life. Your anger, jealousy and envy will disappear. And even your sadness will simply disappear if you don't take things personally. So, I mean, that's it's a huge muscle to flex, but it's uh, so worthy. Right. That's the I mean, these these agreements uh this this one will change this is a game changer not taking anything 
is a game changer. If you can really do that, you can really get that. No, they're not. Ta- it's nothing's about you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just exactly. It's not about you. And when he goes on later and he says, I'm trying to remember where we are. Okay, page 60 says, you are never responsible for the actions of others. You are only responsible for you. When you truly understand this and refuse to take things personally, you can hardly be hurt by the careless comments or actions of others. And it's like, amen. Here's the other thing I think is even that I get from that, that I have a new level of power around, is you can also uh, say no to people and set boundaries with people and not have to over-explain yourself and... All of those things when you have a muscle of not taking anything personally. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's a now thing. I can say, no, Becca, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And if you get upset, I don't have to take that personally. No. <laughs> like, that's not on no. me. Because <laughs> I just said my boundary. I just, and, and if you want to take it personally, that's on you. Yeah. Right. Completely. But I can just say, no, thank you. I'm not going to do that. Or I'm not going to be able to, you know, yeah. that, whatever. I don't want to. And I don't have to explain. And that is the level of, Byron Katie-ness, mm. right? We could call it the Byron Katie syndrome. Yeah. Like that's the Byron Katie-ness. If you ever watch Byron Katie, she has this, it's like she's an alien or something. Like, I don't mean that <laughs> in a bad way. So I, mean, I don't know if I want you to let that come out, but you know what I mean? I don't mean to, I, it's nothing but honor. I love that, you know, her work. Oh yeah. But it's like, she doesn't take anything personally. She is so practiced. Let me say that. Whatever happened to her, whatever she does it is not personal. It's amazing. And so she coaches you and she talks to people. I've seen her coach people. I mean, I've never been with her live, but when I've seen her coach people on camera, where she's coming from is you say, you know, like when she told Oprah, just tell them no, yeah. you know, <laughs> just say no. Yeah. And you're like, you know, and Oprah's uh, like, what? what? How do I just yeah. say no? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, just say no. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. there's nothing to say about it. Yep. Martha Creek does the same thing, same work. It's like you just say no, and if you're not taking it personally, or if I don't have to care that you're taking it personally, I can just say no. Yeah, and you don't have to sit there for hours and hours beforehand trying to come up with the right thing to say and the best reasoning to give and how and apologize. I mean, it goes back to our episode where we talked about you know being un, wildly unapologetic. I don't have to apologize for saying no. I don't have to have a reason. I don't have to worry about what that, you know, it's, it's, you shouldn't take it personally that I'm saying no to whatever it is. It's just my choice. And that's it, you know, but we apologize every, you know, I, I can't, I don't know of a time that I've said no, that I haven't been, you know, prostrating myself. Oh, I'm so sorry that I'm saying no, you know, or, or, you know, coming up with all of these reasons and... Yeah, stop doing that. Will you stop doing yes, that? Yes, I'm going to stop doing that. That's my... <laughs> it's the thing I do. I mean, it totally is. Yeah. 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 And that's why... You, I, now that you know, you can catch yourself yeah. doing that, right? Yeah. It's like avoid it yeah. completely. Ignore it and pretend yeah. like it's not happening so I don't have to respond at all. Or right. apologize like crazy and, and, and be in, you know, come up with all the reasonings why I'm going to say no. Or that I have to back out of something later down the road, you know? Like, I've got a lot going on in my life right now. Um, Right. And it's interesting to me the expectations that people have of me when I say, you know, 
I have a lot going on in my life right now. I'm trying to, you know, be as balanced as possible. And then they still ask for the thing. You know what I mean? Like they still say, well, I know, but blah, blah, blah. And so I think I'm taking it personally. Like, don't you get that I have a lot going on in my life right now? You know, like, why are you even right. asking me to be? And was it a thing that you had said you would do in the beginning? Um, it was something that I had said I would do. No, it, this is new stuff or stuff that I have been doing, but I need to back away from now. Like I, it's some, like Got it. I, it's like. Well, one thing might be missing is clear communication from you that I'm not going to do that thing. Right? No, completely, completely. Yeah. It is the wishy-washiness on my end because i'm so afraid yes. of you yeah. know right hurting yeah. somebody's feelings totally or whatever and i totally get mm-hmm. it. so it's a muscle to flex to give up that fear and just know i think you live through it a few times and then you know nothing's gonna eat you yeah yeah one thing yeah and that if they choose to decide that they don't want to continue to be your friend or work with you or whatever based on that one thing then that's okay it, and it i still i can't take that personally either they've just made that choice right you know but that's my fear level is i'm going to tell them no this time and they're going to say well she's a horrible person she doesn't care about the homeless you know i you know i'm just making something up you know she right. so i'm don't want to be her friend and then I lose a relationship based on that one no that I was doing to protect myself. So how do I not take that personally? I mean, you can take it personally if you want to, but it's not still not about you. It's still not about <laughs> I mean, you know it's not about right. you, right? Exactly. I think that that's where I was coming. I mean, I, that was like a, I, that was a question that should have been a, I know the answer to it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. I know the answer yeah. is I don't have to take it. Per- I mean, it, it's not about me right if they make that choice then they make that choice and that sucks and i you know i'm gonna miss that relationship or whatever but i think what's more important is how much time your brain spends walking around or fuddling around with that scenario oh yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i think the muscle too to flex is getting faster and faster at being like i don't even need to think about that that's not even happening in this moment right nothing's happening right now wasn't there something in this book that just said that Whatever's happening isn't even happening right now. Yes. <laughs> I mean, most of the time when you're taking things personally too, it's taking things personally in your head after something has happened, right? Yep. And that's what I do. The whole yeah. lot of mind spinning. Yeah. Which is such a and waste. Strong... It's such yeah, a waste. Oh God, it's such it's a life suck. It's such a life suck. It's such a life suck. And it's a habit. I mean, it is definitely a, a pattern, right? For people. It's like, yeah. The muscle there is to be like, stop that. Yes. <laughs> like, I don't even need to think about that. That's crazy. Like, I'm not interested in, in that. Moment. I have my feet on the ground. I'm typing on my computer. I'm talking to you now. You know, like I have to be in this moment. Here's all the things that are happening, and that's all the things that are happening. Well, the other part for me, too, is, you know, giving people – and I think that what I really appreciated about this chapter specifically is at the end where he says something about um, you won't need to place your trust in what others say or do when you stop taking things personally. Um, and it's kind of wrapped up in that same, that same thought process of you're not responsible for other people's actions. I 
don't need to finish the story for them. Does that make sense? Like, I don't need to... So if I'm saying no, what I'm trying to do is complete their story by having all that stuff wrapped up in my mind and spending so much, wasting so much energy and time thinking about all the potential outcomes versus like that's their story to finish. That's their story to tell. I don't need to yeah. complete that for them because I'm never going to be able to complete no. it for them. And when I well, think of I it that exactly way, it's easier yeah. to let it go. Yeah. Well, in the book, I think we're the actual the phrase you're talking about is as you make a habit of not taking anything personally, you won't need to place your trust in what others do or say. You'll only need to trust yourself to make responsible choices. Yes. Yeah, that's the bomb diggity right yeah. there. Amen. Amen. And that feels really good because I'm there. I mean, I'm at that point now where I, I really feel like for the most part, I'm I can trust myself to make good choices and I can. And sometimes I make I I on purpose choose stuff I know that, you know, like I'm drinking on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. You know, like, I'm doing that. Yes. I'm doing that. Because mm-hmm. I'm, you know, like there's that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for the most part, I've made it my, one of my, one of these choices for me, right, you know, in the last year is alcohol doesn't serve me very well. So I just limit it pretty, you know, it's sugar. Um, I can trust myself to make those choices and I don't take things as I don't take as much personally. It's a re- part of that though. I think it's being just turned 50. Yeah. Just kind of like, unless you take stuff personally, Yeah, you just get kind of to that place where you're like, well, whatever. We just don't have that many fucks to give. So <laughs> I mean, at that point, <laughs> like you get the older you get, you're like, you know, the less yeah, fucks you have. no, no more fucks. <laughs> I'm just, I'm out of fucks. I'm all out of fucks. I used them all when I was in my (laughs) twenties. That's right. (laughs) Fantastic. That's a good way to look at it. There it it is. Don't take anything personally. We want to put you all on the hook to flex your muscle around that. Uh, It just, you know, first thing is to notice why am I responding this way? What's going on in my body? What's happening? Um, Just keep an eye out for it. See what story. One of the things I want to add real quick, I don't know if we've talked about this yet. I don't think we have. I don't think we've talked about it since. You know, I'm taking the, my uh, philosophy is always this, I learn, you learn. And so uh, in the class, my neuroscience class, one of the things that um, we talked about was the emotional centers of the brain when they fire, right? And the uh, um, uh, we've talked many a times about the being hijacked or amygdala. Mm-hmm. Um, takes the prefrontal cortex offline, right? And you're being run by your limbic system. Yes. Yeah. So, but what happens is the emotion that you feel is the gist, right? So say something happens, the emotion that fires is the, the, the response is a, the gist of it, right? Because the body can't give detail. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Just a little sad, right? You have the only way that you have have detail around it is to for the mind to then start going into story based on that emotion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So see why the stories are all just bullshit. <laughs> yes. They're just triggered by emotion. There's nothing valid about that. And that's why the, the it doesn't make any just sense. Just with the emotion, the emotion, mm-hmm. right? And then take action towards where, how are we going to make ourselves feel? What, what's the path of least resistance to feel better and to be in integrity? Yes. Without story that then we make up based on, because the, the, you know, the, the, the emotion is not, because we, 
I think, a judge the emotion as a good or bad thing. The emotion is a good thing. It's designed in our body to give us signals mm-hmm. to, to respond to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The wire that, that we're all wired up to suffer means that's we feel the emotion and then we go make up a story that has a suffer around yes. it. Yes. Yes. And that we can right. share, <laughs> like we talked about at the beginning, that we can share with others. Right. And then yeah. We get agreement and it's part of our addiction. We're addicted to that. Mm-hmm. That's a juicy, gives us the more cortisol, right? So, yeah, that's what we want to start the habit of just being, getting the emotion and being like, what is it? What is it? What's the gist of this emotion? How would I make myself feel better without some story about why this is, ha- why I'm suffering this yes. way? Yes. Yeah. Without creating yeah. more and more and more layers up to it. Yes. Amen. Yeah. 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 All good right. Stuff. Well, good one. It's a good chapter. Right. I love you, people. Please uh, tell a friend. Uh, Leave us a review on iTunes if you haven't. If you've been a listener and said you're going to do that, that's one way. We we haven't. We are not taking it personally, but we sure would like you if, if you yes. did it. <laughs> <laughs> and we won't read them. <laughs> so if you don't like nope. us, I guess you know. I don't like us. I'm not reading. Yeah, it. <laughs> doesn't matter. Either. We just want them to be left to help right. us out. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be next right. back next week. Uh, third agreement is don't make assumptions. Um, if you haven't picked up your book yet, they are really uh, inexpensive online right now. I think it was less than seven bucks that you could get a hard copy. So um, this is again one of Jay's, you know, Jay and Becca books that you want on your bookshelf. This is a one that you want to buy. So go out and do that, and we will see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us again this week on Doing the Work with Jay and Becca. We appreciate you so much and we invite you to join us at Doing the Work with Jay and Becca on Facebook. Uh, we have a great discussion group there going or visit us at jayandbecca.com for show notes. We have uh, pullouts of links to the books and the things that we talk about. And as always, we are here for you and we want to be part of your weekly self-care. So thank you so much for listening. Stay connected and most importantly, be kind to you. Hell yeah. Thank you so much, Jay, and we'll see you next week. See you next week.